But even as we grow, we may not be the one to yoke up with another believer, not in an unequal way, but in an unsuitable way. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson. And per usual, we are just going to go ahead and get started. So um, I, I I saw a post on Instagram that Jackie Hill Perry had posted, and she said that we tend to be very application heavy when it deals with the word of God. And I just so happen to agree. We get to eisegeting and exegeting scripture to the point that Our interpretation is led by our need to see in and draw out based on how we want to apply scripture instead of based on what it's actually saying, which is something that that I just want to touch on today as it deals with a passage that I think we have possibly taken a little too far out of context. So I I don't know if y'all have ever heard someone say that believers can be unequally yoked. And when they, they said this, did it make you think about this and say, yeah, yeah, they can, they can. Or, or maybe it made you think twice about it and, and want to go study the scripture yourself. And, and that's what I want to talk about today. So I went back to this myself because I have heard people say this. And, and I want to make sure that anytime I'm reading scripture, that I'm taking from it what I should. So whenever we look at 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, where it says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness. I believe that when we talk about relationships and partnerships, especially romantic relationships and marriage, we kind of have taken this out of context. And the reason I say this is because There is a difference between a believer being unequally yoked with a non-believer and two fellow believers just not being suitable or compatible for one another. So as believers or Christians, can, can we really be unequal as it deals with salvation? Or does that only come with being with those who don't believe and who don't think they ought to be? ought to obey the law of God. So so digging into this passage just a little bit, to be unequally yoked here, it, it was talking about to be hitched up or, or in terms of the metaphor to animals, it, it's to be crossbred with another animal who is not the same. So we see with this an image for being allied or identified wrongly with unbelievers that's being likened to that of animals where one person's conduct and direction of life strongly influences or even controls the others. And and because of this, Paul was urging believers not to form binding relationships with non-believers because this might weaken their Christian commitment. It might weaken their integrity, their values, and their standards. Now, this didn't mean isolating themselves from non-believers because otherwise they couldn't carry out the command of Christ and, and tell other people about salvation. But they they should not lock themselves into personal, romantic, or business relationships that could cause them to compromise their faith. And also, if we are unequally bound with unbelievers, then we don't properly attack properly attach ourselves to those that we should. And, and this is what Paul meant. If you read on 
in verses 12 and 13, and even in chapter 7, verse 2, he says, we, we've spoken freely to you, Corinthians. Our heart is wide open. You're, you're not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own affections. And then he says, make room in your hearts for us. So that means that we have to stay away from those who will lead us from the faith so that we can attach ourselves to those who bring holiness to our lives and, and bring us closer to God. So with all of that, we should be able to conclude from this that believers can't be unequally yoked together because they aren't or they shouldn't be in a place that will be compromising to another believer's faith. A believer should not cause another believer to stray from the faith because believers, if if truly saved, you cannot be plucked out of the hand of God. A believer is sealed until the day of redemption and they cannot fall from the faith. And another believer would not pose a challenge of apostasy for another believer because both of them would have this same security. But now it can cause natural struggle, natural struggles, and it can stunt the spiritual growth of a believer if you are not with the person that will help to increase your faith and help you to grow spiritually. If we really study scripture, we will see that there are not levels to salvation. Either you're saved or not, you're in or you're out. But our faith is spoken of as something something that can be supplemented or added to. We see this in 2 Peter 1 and it can grow. That's over in Luke 17 and 2 Thessalonians 1. We see this in scripture. So, But if we look at 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, we see the terms righteousness and lawlessness which means that this can be between believers. Believers aren't lawless. We obey the law of God. We believe the law of God. We trust that the law is the best thing for our lives. But believers can be incompatible and not suitable for one another. So for example, you may have a believer who has grown in their faith to the point that they don't believe that in their Christian life, they should consume alcohol. But then you marry a Christian, another Christian who has not grown to this. Well, this may eventually cause a problem for your relationship if you're spouse doesn't want to stop drinking. So now someone's growth is being challenged or you're constantly at odds about this, or maybe you don't have the same outlooks on cleanliness and one of you is terribly filthy and the other is like OCD about being clean or your financial goals and mindsets aren't the same. Or, or maybe you have been led to go out in the mission field and to do mission work and another believer has not. Well, you would need to marry someone who isn't at all open to this because they aren't going to want to travel with you, nor will they be okay with you always being gone. So some things just cause us to be incompatible and not well suited for the other that God does know ahead of time and that we have to be able to recognize as we are in tune with the Holy Spirit to see this going forward whenever we think about partnerships and relationships in our lives. But things like this may cause tension between you that may lead to unnecessary arguments and distance. Now, am I saying that there are things in our lives that if they're not the exact same as another person, they will that that means that we shouldn't be with someone? No, that's not what I'm saying. But there are things that can keep us from growing spiritually because we will constantly be focused on those things because maybe God knows, okay, you're not going to change your mind about this. You're not going to do this or you're not going to grow to this. And so why would we want to put ourselves in that in that situation with someone when God is trying to tell us, okay, this is this person is not well suited for you. This person is not the kingdom person for you. And because of this, you don't need to settle down with 
that person or you don't need to enter into a business relationship with that person or you don't need to enter into a friendship with that person. That's what I'm saying because some things about us are just things that are minute and they're minuscule and they don't even matter and they're not going to cause any type of rift in a relationship. But some things are major enough that will do just that. But 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 believers, we we have to realize though that we still have to live here on earth. So, so our natural desires, if they are right and if they are godly, they're still important in our lives. They're important. They're an important part of our lives, and they make us who we are. And, and they they are th- there are things that we do and that we have. There are characteristics that we have about ourselves that may not complement another person, and, and we don't want to ever cause any type of of tension or or conflict, especially as it deals with our spiritual lives. So when you look at this passage of scripture in 2 Corinthians, Paul isn't talking to unbelievers. He is talking to the church at Corinth that is made up of an audience of believers. So when we as believers enter into relationships or partnerships, we have to enter into them with other believers from the start. Now, if you're both unbelieving from the start and become believers, that's different. You stay where you are and you grow together. And even if one of you ends up believing and being saved and the other doesn't, Paul and Peter both say, stay there because you never know. One might save the other spouse with their conduct and their lifestyle. But back to believers, even in entering partnerships with other people, we should be in tune with the Holy Spirit enough to examine the fruit of the lives of others to know if they are a believer or or not, because we have to know this. And if they aren't a believer, you should be trying to win them to Christ, not start a business with them, not get married to them. But as it deals with fellow believers, not all believers are suitable for the other. You may be fit for the kingdom of God, but not for me. I may not be your person and you may not be mine, but we both belong to God. And we as Christians have to know this. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're my husband or I'm your wife. And I think this is how we've misinterpreted this passage. We take it to mean that even between believers, we can be unequally yoked together according to this passage, but we shouldn't be as believers. As believers, we should grow to a place that we are never lawless and we never cause someone else to compromise their faith. If we're just coming into the faith, then we may do things that are not necessarily characteristic of a believer, but we grow beyond this and we continue to crucify our flesh like like the Bible tells us. But even as we grow, we may not be the one to yoke up with another believer, not in an unequal way, but in an unsuitable way. So think back to when God created Adam and Eve. This was before the fall, before any disobedience or before any repentance had to be introduced. God said to Adam, I will make you a help meet suitable. So, so God's intention in this partnership was for Adam to be with someone compatible and fit for him. And that's how it should be now amongst believers. We should want to be partnered with, whether in marriage, in a professional partnership or personal one, with those who are suitable for our lives. And this is always to advance the kingdom. So I'm sorry that I had had to ruin the idea that, that we all had about being unequally yoked with believers, but we have to follow the context of scripture. And here in 2 Corinthians, that that's not quite where it takes us, but it does give us some, some very useful insight into who we should link up with. And as for believers, we have to be careful that we don't get involved with those we shouldn't, even if they also profess a belief. And when I say get involved with, I mean, marry, go into business with, start a friendship with. 
because that, that may not be what God has for us. That's why praying and truly seeking the wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Spirit within us is important. He or she might be nice. They might be fine. They might be successful and responsible and they might be saved, but they just might not be for you. But that's okay because God has your kingdom man or woman. God has your kingdom business partner. He has your kingdom friend. And when they come or if they're already there and you know this to be so, it'll be better than anything you've ever experienced because God is better than anything we can ever experience. So what he brings into our lives has to be good and very good just like he is. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope it blesses and encourages you. Make sure you connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music and also on Instagram at Traditional Millennial Podcast and on Twitter at IMBD Music. You know I would love to hear from you. Again, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the Traditional Millennial where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. <laughs>